0: Welcome to Tis Talk. This is Tis Talk, the 16th of January, 2023.
1: Firstly, Tina Richard tells us about her history books on the grottos of Tisbury and the Kipling family. We live opposite the church and about 50 yards away from us are the graves of Mr and Mrs Kipling. Rudyard's mummy and daddy. Then we have Wendy Spencer-Smith telling Julianne all about her children's dance group.
2: I think it teaches them a lot of skills that they need to then take on into life.
0: Followed by Liz Cole-Camp bringing us up to speed with the Watsons. Then Rosie
1: Buck, our regular garden expert, is thinking about new growth in her garden.
3: The hens begin to lay again and you can see little signs of life springing through the ground. And finally, Rue Campbell has some lovely relaxation
4: tips for us. So if we come into the moment, we release the mind.
1: Now, the other day I went over to Tina Richards' house. She lives in a lovely cottage by the church and talked to her about two books that she's written about local history, one about the grotto makers and one about the Kipling family, that is the parents of Rudyard Kipling, who are buried in Tisbury churchyard. Hi, I'm Tina Richard. Well, I'm known as Tina
5: Richard, but I write under the name of Christina. Uh, And I've been a resident of Tisbury for about 40 years. And in fact, it's been the best 40 years of our lives. It's been the most uh, settled time we've ever had. And we've been in the same cottage all this time, right close to the church which has been lovely. And I have to say that I think the History Society has been um, an absolute lifeline for me. All the time I was working, I was always a member of the History Society. And in fact, I was secretary of the History Society under Mary Dalton, who people will remember, and then ended up as chairman. And my interest has been Tisbury's history and its place in society. I suddenly got inspired by the grotto makers, Joseph and Josiah Lane, Partly because their name is Lane, and before I got married I was a Lane, but I'm I'm no relation to them at all. But I was inspired by the fact that these were ordinary workmen, ordinary stonemasons, who, fortuitously for them, got caught up in creating the amazing, exciting, mysterious grottos, which were being built by landowners to enhance their garden father joseph was a stonemason at font hill he was born in ashley wood cottage in the woodland up above font hill what date are we talking oh we're talking about about 1730s i think and he was very fortunate to be working at Fonthill at a time when uh, there was a lot of work going on to enhance the landscape and at a time when grottos had become the fashionable asset to have. He also, and I'm almost sure this is true, he worked at Starhead, on the Starhead grotto. For those who've
1: never seen a grotto, what are we talking about here? Oh,
5: well, uh, yes, it was, it's all to do with the idea of rebirth, you go down into the grotto which is usually beautifully decorated but rather mysterious the idea is it's a mysterious wonderful place and you go in and you experience all this strange exciting magical experience and then you go back into the real world afterwards and it was the idea was that the landowner would take his visitors round his estate having different experiences
1: and so there's one to be seen at Water Castle
5: yes now that was built by the son just okay
1: so it was father and son yes and they were making
5: grottoes for a living yes that's what they did and they were they travelled all over the south Payne's Hill is the absolute acme of it also one at Ascot which no, you can't you can see the one at Payne's Hill you can go and visit the, the, the landscape garden there that was for Charles Hamilton uh, you can't visit the beautiful one at Ascot got because it's owned by an Arabic oligarch of some sort but there are others as well and in fact quite recently Mike and I were in a place just south of Bath and there is another fantastic grotto there absolutely fantastic which I'm absolutely sure is one of Josiah Lane's
1: yes so tell us about Mr and Mrs Kipling
5: we live opposite the church and about 50 yards away from us are the graves of Mr and Mrs Kipling Rudyard's mummy and daddy who retired to Tisbury after a a working lifetime in the Punjab. And so I started looking up about them. John Lockwood Kipling, who came from Yorkshire, so it's quite possible that the jolly old Kipling Cakes and things is the same family. But they were a Methodist family, and uh, he trained as a sculptor and worked at Burslem in Staffordshire. Mrs Kipling Alice is one of the um, Macdonald sisters, one of whom, Georgiana, married uh, Byrne Jones. They were all very artistic and in the arts and crafts movement. Lockwood married Alice in 1865 and Rudyard was born in Bombay, about nine months later, quite Mm. rapidly, in fact. John Lockwood Kipling was the curator for the museum at Lahore, And also, uh, he was the director of the arts and crafts school, both at uh, Bombay and then at Lahore. He really encouraged the Indian students. I mean, it's very sad that now Kipling is dismissed as politically incorrect, but an awful lot of them did care a great deal about the people that they were supposed to be looking after, clearly. Mm. Mm. Anyway, Mm. they retired in the end to Tisbury. (laughs) <laughs> largely because they had friends at Cloud's House, the Wyndhams, and also because of the station. Because John Lockwood Kipling really liked travel. So from Tisbury Station, he could go to Salisbury and then to Southampton. And from Southampton, he could go anywhere and mm. did. But Alice didn't. Mm-hmm. Alice tended not to
1: travel. How long did they live here
5: for? Um, from about... A. M. 1895 to their deaths in 1910, 1911.
1: And would Rodyard have known
5: Tisbury? Oh, absolutely. He rented for a while um, Arundel House up the High Street and it is said that that's where most of Kim was written and the the, the character of Kim um, is supposedly one of the little boys who was at school in the Hinton Hall. Parents lived at the Gables in Hinden Lane. Oh going up on the left-hand side, um, which had belonged to the Turner family, and the uh,
1: Kiplings rented it for £40 a year. Right. Can you just describe to listeners how they can see the graves? Oh, yes. All they have to do is to
5: come into the churchyard. If you stand with your back to the Hinton Hall car park, go up the path, go round to the right-hand side of the church, and there at the end where the church ends... You'll find them. Right. Mm. Okay, great. Thank you. Uh,
1: so, Tina, can I call you yes, Tina? Do, yes? yes.
5: What's your next project then? My next book is coming out in the next couple of months. It's called The Pit House Rioters from Tisbury to Tasmania. And it's about the uh, agricultural labourers who were convicted of riotous assembly and th- breaking the threshing machines. In, the eight, in November 1830. This one will be out within, I should think, two months' time.
1: Back to the existing books, The Grotto Makers and Mr and Mrs Lockwood Kipling, from and the to Punjab Tisbury. to Tisbury. Christina Richard, where can we buy these books? From
5: the post office or direct from me.
1: <laughs> Great. And have you got an email?
5: Yes, christina.richard96 at gmail.com. Fantastic. Thank you very or much. Or just call Last cottage
1: before the Hinton Hall car park. Black front door. Very nice. (laughs) Thank you very much, Christina. Tis Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com.
0: I had an enjoyable time on Friday night watching a great little bunch of dancers at the Victoria Hall led by Wendy Spencer-Smith and they were preparing for their show on Saturday which has just happened. But it was really fantastic to see such an enthusiastic group.
2: Okay, so I'm Wendy Spencer-Smith and this is um, Tisbury Youth Dance Group. They come 45 minutes a week um, for their classes and then tonight's a bit of an extra special rehearsal ready in preparation for tomorrow. Oh, they're fantastic. <laughs>
0: they're, I mean, it's great.
2: Oh, it's a lovely little show. You rehearse over... In the Methodist Hall. So, yeah, on um, a Friday night, some of these girls, the older ones that go to secondary school or are in year six, yeah. they rehearse at the Methodist Hall and um, the younger children that come on a Saturday morning rehearse here in the Victoria or the Elizabeth Hall. Yeah, and the dance that you just watched then, all the children come in at the end. So you really? have, yeah, there's nearly 40 children and they're all dancing. <laughs> I'm i mean, impressed. And I think it's quite useful the fact that everybody comes because they want to come. They enjoy coming. So, therefore, they want to put their best show on. And certainly lots of energy, isn't there? Yeah, there's loads. Oh, that's great. So the focus on it is actually creativity. So a lot of what you see, the children have actually created those dances. So it's not just about me coming and teaching a dance. It's about the children creating the dance. They design their own costumes. They decide their own makeup. They plan the lighting. They look after each other. That's brilliant as well. Tomorrow morning when we bring the little ones in, these bigger girls will be looking after the little ones. And they really do everything themselves and um, I think it teaches them a lot of skills that they need to then take on into life so they don't need to become a dancer but those skills of putting something together and working as a group and then getting something across the finishing line and actually producing something yeah. and, and working together is, you know they're all skills that they can use in their life in their whatever jobs they go to yeah. I'm just here facilitating <laughs> it <laughs> they're really sorting it out well yeah. well
0: done it looks good
2: So if anybody was thinking they wanted to join the dance group, you can contact me by looking, you can look on Facebook and it's under Creative Fitness and Tisbury Youth Dance Group. That gives all the information. Um, There's a website www.creative-fitness.co.uk or just pop along either to the Methodist Hall on a Friday evening or pop in and see us on a Saturday morning. Um, We do need to book people in, because there's obviously spaces, but just to, you know, if somebody wants to make contact. I'm Eva. I'm Eloise. I'm Verity. Your show's going to be
0: performed here? Yes. At the Victoria Hall? Yeah. Yeah. And who's going to be in the audience, all your mums and dads? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. So you have to know a lot of steps then, do you? Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been practising?
2: probably
0: since I think yeah, since, since we like, came back from September se- yeah oh really yeah oh my gosh so Eva tell me about what you put so, into I this show because I hear think. you've done a little bit more
2: yeah so in I think it was in lockdown I was like really bored and I went into my sitting room and I found a song I liked and I just like made up a dance to it so I just did like all my own moves did a couple of moves from like YouTube that I found and just put it all together made a dance and this dance is in the
0: show so you came along told Wendy that you'd created a dance and then she allowed you to teach everybody and put it into the show yeah oh that's great what year are you in I'm in year 8 year 8 Okay. and what school do you go to Sharsby Okay. thanks Eva
1: follow us on Instagram
4: at tiztalkradio
6: Now Liz Cole-Camp with Watsons. Well, let's start the week with reminding everybody about Tisbury's community larder, which is at the youth centre behind the swimming pool. It's now open Monday to Saturday and here is Zita Hooper to tell you more. Originally the inspiration came from the idea to fight food waste.
1: There have been several local community fridges set up around the country. My parents told me about the one in Froome, which worked really well. The idea was that surplus stock from local shops and food from people's fridges and cupboards could be placed and people could take as they need or swap out the items. The larder is open between 9.30 and 3.30, Monday to Saturday. Tuesday and Thursday evening, we are open until 7pm. Can you explain how the larder works? The idea is people can donate and place items on the shelf, people can take anything they may need, or people can swap items for items. We also make up boxes for people that aren't available to come up to the larder themselves. The larder is accessible to anyone that chooses to go up there and use it. We have a donation box in the co-op and many people just directly donate to the larder. Donations could be long-life goods, cans, bread, toiletries, veg, basically anything that can be stored in a larder. The larder has been a huge success so far and I'm so amazed and thankful to everyone in Tisbury. The donations and kindness
6: have been huge, so thank you. That was Tisbury youth worker Zeta Hooper. It's going to be very cold this week, and if you're struggling to heat your home, well, there are free logs and kindling available for local people and families in need. If you'd like some, contact Jackie at seedsforsuccess.org.uk. On Tuesday, Tisbury Parish Council meets at 7 o'clock in the Reading Room on the High Street. Councillor Murray will be giving an update on the progress of the planning inquiry for the Station Works proposed developments. There's more information on the Tisbury Parish Council website. And remember, you can also join the public meeting using the link, which again is on the website. Struggling to achieve the wow factor in your garden this summer? Well, fear not, Tisbury Horticultural Society has invited an expert from Sherbourne Castle Gardens to the Methodist Hall on Wednesday night, 7.30, to talk about planning and planting a border. There's more information on the Tisbury Horticultural Society website, or you can contact Rosalie Handley at yahoo.co.uk. Tisbury Memory Group's Wednesday socials are back in the Hinton Hall from 10 till 12 noon. And the guest speaker this week is going to be Cara Petty from Dorset and Welts Fire Rescue Service. She's going to be talking about fire safety in the home. And of course, there's tea, coffee and delicious home-baked cakes served. Everybody's welcome. Welcome. More information, contact Anne-Marie on 077-04-783-742. New Vicket Tisbury. On Thursday this week, the Tisbury Natural History Society is hosting a talk in the Victoria Hall by Clive Whitbourne on conserving the wildlife and landscape of local National Trust properties. The doors and the bar open at 7 o'clock for a 7.30 start. Tickets are £2 for guests, free for members, and it's... Very good value, only £10 for an annual membership. And there are some great talks and social events throughout the year. Ballet lovers are in for a treat at the New Vic at Tisbury this Friday, which is streaming the Royal Ballet and American Ballet co-production of the modern Mexican classic, Like Water for Chocolate. And that's being streamed from Covent Garden. The tickets are £12.50 and they can be booked online at the New Vic Tisbury website that's newvictisbury.com the doors open and bar open at seven o'clock performance starts at seven thirty. A new exhibition called Threshold opened this week at Messam's Gallery in Place Farm and it features the rugged Scottish and Irish landscapes of contemporary artist Richard Hall. Entry is free and there's a restaurant and cafe on site Messams is open Thursday to Saturday from 10 till 5 and Sunday to Monday from 10 till 4. The exhibition runs to the 26th of February. And just a reminder of Sunday morning church services in Tisbury. At 8.30 and 9.30 in the morning, there's a service at St. John's in Tisbury. 9am, there's Mass at the Sacred Heart in Tisbury and then an 11am Mass at Water, and in the morning, there is a service at the Methodist Church on the High Street. That's all from me. Have a good week.
1: Tis Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com. And now Rosie Buck is in her garden in a post-Christmas reflective mood.
3: With the Christmas holidays over and the festivities done, the decorations back in the box and the greenery that had been brought in to decorate the house, now on the compost heap or being used to start fires of an evening, thoughts again turned to the garden. And reflecting on the very cold weather that we had in December, When we couldn't usefully, productively or indeed safely do much in the garden except for making sure that the bees had enough stores and warmth and that the wild birds and the hens could access their drinking water and have enough corn to feed on. But once the shortest day has passed the hens begin to lay again and you can see little signs of life springing through the ground Little shoots that will later be the, the early flowering spring bulbs. And the snowdrops are nearly upon us. And some of the hellebores have started flowering already. But now is a good time to think about those jobs we can usefully be getting on with in January and February. So one job that I didn't do in the autumn, which I could have done, but I will now do, is planting sweet pea seeds. They can be put in the ground really quite early, Unlike a lot of things, you can actually plant out sweet peas before the last of the frosts. So it's a good idea to get on with them quite early. So you give them a good amount of time for their roots to really establish. So as well as that, I will be thinking about pruning roses and pruning fruit trees such as apples and pears. And certainly with the roses, those little signs of spring is a good place to cut back to so you'll see these almost what look like little nodules and that will be next year's growth and you can cut back to that and then that will keep the roses in good shape and also mean that they'll be more floriferous. I often at that point as well once I've done that as a bit of a thank you to them for allowing me to trim them in that way they have a little bit of a treat in a granular seaweed feed which i don't know whether it does any good but it always makes me feel like i've i've said a proper thank you and got them ready for the springtime ahead so other jobs at the moment really are those kind of just maintenance things so leaving the leaves that are keeping everything cozy on the beds but removing those that have fallen on pathways and driveways to make more leaf mould and then really it's having a good wander around the garden and thinking about where you might want to plant things, put things in, things that possibly you should have done in the autumn, that you might do once the warmer weather is finally upon us.
0: Now here's Rue to bring you into the moment.
4: Hi, my name is Rue and I teach yoga and breath work and meditation and dynamic meditation and I'm a trauma coach and a positive psychologist and I've been working with groups and wellness since 1995. And I'm here to share with you my wellness tips and one of the most extraordinary mechanisms for aiding our ability to enjoy the moment is to free ourselves from identification with the mind. So the mind is your thoughts and the mind loves the past and loves the future but it cannot exist in this now moment. It can only exist in either worrying about the future or evaluating the past. And it is responsible for almost all of our suffering because almost all of our suffering is wanting people, places, or things to be different than the way that they are. So if we come into the moment, we release the mind. In effect, we become meditation, we become nothingness. So I'd like you just to take a deep breath in with me now, no matter where you are, even if you're washing up or you can still be driving, keep your eyes open obviously, but just breathe in and bring that mindfulness to this moment that you're in. And drop into your sit bones if you're sitting, close your eyes if you can. And it's almost as if you're stepping away from the past. So just take a step inside, away from all the evaluating of the past. And then another step inside, away from all the anxiety for the future. Come into this moment. Rest within the body, breathing easy feeling the skin around you? Where do you end and the air around you begin? Where is there weight in the body? Are your feet heavy? Is your head heavy? Are your hands heavy or light? Is there a sense of ease within your body or a sense of tightness? the tension in your tummy. Just taking stock of where you are right now, in this moment. And you might find that feeling of peace and stillness arrives. Thoughts come and go. As if you're hearing The breeze blowing through you and your leaves. Beautiful. The joy of this moment. Anchoring in this moment. Breathing in. You can rub your hands together just gently, creating heat in your hands. Place them over your eyes. Rub your eyes. And open your eyes underneath your palms. Bring your hands down and off you go into your day. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Rue. Bless you. Peace.
0: That's all from us this week. So Mary, tell us about what's going to be on next week's Tiz Talk.
1: Well, we've got a special episode all about nature. You can listen every week to a new episode of Tiz Talk and you can find any episode you've missed at
0: Tistalk.buzzsprout.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Tis Talk. That's all one word. And also look out for us on the Nextdoor app.
1: And now also on Instagram on Tis Talk Radio. So do listen in next week for more stories from Tisbury. Bye bye. Bye.